Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live from Leander, Texas. It is 6.45 in the morning, February 6th, 2022. Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my video blog, aka Morning Brain Dump, where I talk about whatever I'm learning in crypto um, as the days roll on. That's right. And uh, yeah, um, this is not financial advice. It's not technical analysis. It's not financial fundamental analysis. And this is not educational material. This is pure entertainment. And that's it. That's all I do. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. And I make a lot of mistakes as I go along. <clears throat> and I get some things right, too. But um, this is all a process for me, everything. And I've been doing this since October 24th, 2020. So um, I've been into crypto since I guess about 2018 sometime, um, just right after all that uh, amazing bull run in 2017 and everybody got rich and then everybody and everything crashed down in 2018. Well, that was me showing up to the party late. And uh, when there's nothing left but a couple of passed out people on the couch and some beer cans and uh, a spilled bong on the floor. Yep. That, that that was me showing up in 2018, but I didn't really care because I didn't know what any of it was. I just thought it was all cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I learned about, you know, Bitcoin and you know, about Ethereum and what the difference between them was, smart contracts, you know, all that. I've been just, as I go along, just learning a little bit here and there as I go along, trying to put all the pieces together. Um, yeah, I think I'm doing okay at it. And uh yeah, I'm just keeping on working at it every day. Just keeping on, keeping on, man. That's just what you got to do. Um, but uh, yeah, cryptocurrency to me is super fascinating. Um, I don't have quite the rose-colored glasses on about it um, that I used to, but I still find it completely fascinating. And I'm still doing this, not really every day like I did for a little over a year, um, but uh, I'm still doing it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, let's take a look at the old Coin Gecko here and see what we have. Um, CoinGecko.com is kind of my my coin rankings web page of choice, I guess you could say. You know, there's Coin Market Cap, Coin Paprika, Coin Codex, and you know, a bunch of paid ones, and then some other free ones. But Coin Gecko is the one I stick with. Um, it's been pretty reliable. It's pretty credible, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, okay, so Bitcoin's at 41,000. So finally, we busted above the 40,000 mark after, you know, such a, a, you know, such a dip, you know, um, I don't know if this will continue going up or anything. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not your guy for that. You know, <laughs> All right, Ethereum is uh, at 3000 now. Um, let's see up 15.9% tether stable coin Binance coin 417.57. Uh, USDC is a dollar Solana. Um, regardless of the big wormhole bridge hack that happened on the Solana blockchain, which I'll talk, that's what I'm going to spend this episode talking about. Um, it is still uh, up 19.1% in the past seven days. That's pretty amazing. Um, it's down 0.4% in the past 24 hours. Um, Cardano dollar uh, 12 up 5.7 percent xrp is up eight, everything's up right now um so xrp is at uh 67 cents polka dots at 21.44 terra is at 55.40 the doge at, at uh, almost 15 cents at 0.147 just kind of remain flat right there it's almost a stable coin right there uh avalanche at 77.32 up seven percent 
Um, Binance stablecoin. Uh, let's see here. Shiba Inu, some crazy number below 0.00002272, up 4.9%. Um, let's see what else. Is there anything else I'm particularly interested in? Near protocol up 21.1%. Near. I've been hearing so much about Near. I need to talk about Near. I need to figure out what makes Near unique. It's another layer one blockchain. So I need to see what's up with that. Um, Chainlink up 9.7% to 1783. Chainlink does that, kind of sits in a place for a while. Um, let's see here. Uh, what do we have? What do we have? Theta Network up uh, 17.5% to, to $3.51. I like Theta Network. I have um, a, a large percentage of uh, my holdings in Theta Network. Um, so, you know, I hope it does well and I'm sure it will. <laughs> it's like, has like seven patents and stuff. And it's just, yeah, they got all this stuff happening on it. Uh, they've just introduced a new type of uh, project on Theta Network called T-Bill, uh, which is out, it's out of the scope in this episode to go into it, but it's basically like a s stabilized T-Bill. <laughs> On the on the platform, um, so it's a good way to hedge your assets. Um, and let's see here, uh, anything else just like really standing out to me? Um, I know Quant Network is up pretty much thirty eight point two percent in the past seven days at one hundred and thirty five dollars and thirteen cents, and they just came out. Uh, with their whole um, uh, gateway, uh, the overledger. It's mainly built for banks and stuff. Uh, T fuels up 30.2% along with Theta, their complementary tokens. So anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, so let's get to what we were going to talk about today. Um, let me go quickly to my email inbox and get the latest Bankless DAO um, weekly roll-up. I forgot to get that. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted to talk about the Solana wormhole bridge hack. All right, so let's take a quick look at, at the Solana website while my mail loads up. Um, hold on, all right. So, uh, oh, wrong mailbox, eh. <laughs> okay, all right, so that mail is gonna load up. Okay, here we are. So, bankless lessons from a $300 million hack. All right, so let's see here. Uh, I get all my newsletters in this mailbox. All right, so we'll look at that in a second. Um, first, I want to go over here to the Solana wormhole bridge. What is a wormhole bridge? When, the, what, a bridge is whenever you have more than one layer one or different layer twos. And uh, layer ones, like Ethereum layer one is great, right? And you know, Bitcoin is considered a layer one, but that's a whole other I mean, Bitcoin and Ethereum to me are like apples and oranges. You know, you can't really compare them. You know, Bitcoin's the most secure blockchain in the world. It's, it's the OG. It's been around for a while. It's mainly used for transactional use. It wasn't built for smart contract, even though that there are some things that have been built on top of it, you know, like colored coins and master coins and stuff like that, that and block stacks now that have been are being adapted uh, and to be able to use bit, um, smart contracts. But Ethereum was specifically made uh, as a blockchain with smart contracts in mind. And Ethereum has been great, I think, in my opinion, but it hasn't really scaled as, as good as it should. Um, it is um, fairly slow because um, it is a, a pretty decentralized, a lot of people would argue with that, but it is a pretty decentralized blockchain, um, especially when you compare it to blockchains like other layer one blockchains like Solana and stuff like that. Um, so, um, but for these purposes, I will say Ethereum is decentralized. And so it makes it 
pretty slow. And then the gas fees in order to run transactions are really high um, because of the demand for Ethereum. And the way that works is people sit there and uh, they don't sit there. People um, have to pay gas in order to get their transactions through first. It kind of works on like a, a auction system almost. And so the highest payers for the gas um, get their transactions run through first. And then the more demand there is, the more gas people have to pay. Um, and so Ethereum has had a problem scaling. So they've come up with these layer two solutions to bundle up transactions and things like that in order to take care of that situation um, for now until the next iteration of Ethereum comes out, uh, which should be should be this year. <laughs> Everything in the crypto world takes a little longer than than the, the, they say it will. Um, so if anything says it's going to come out like summer 2022, just tack on a few months and <laughs> it'll be really fall. That's kind of how I've noticed it in the crypto world. But anyway, so yeah, there's layer twos to try to help scare, scale Ethereum. And then some other people have gone the complete other way and then just created entirely new blockchains. Um, and so Solana is one of those. You know, um, you know, Terra, uh, you have Polkadot, you have um, you know, Theta Network, I mean, and Zilliqa, I mean, there's a lot, there's, there's a Cardano, there's, there's a ton of different other blockchains out there near protocol that are also layer ones, just completely separate blockchains, no, in, no dependency on Ethereum. And, uh, so it, I was listening to a bankless podcast where they compare Ethereum to New York city and the rollups are the skyscrapers, you know, that's the layer two rollups. Uh, being built to create more room in a tiny limited space. Um, or people have gone and created other cities and just gotten out of New York altogether. Um, and uh, Solana would be Los Angeles, you know, where you have an open land and you can create a new infrastructure with a technology that is now available at the time that New York didn't have when it was being established. And so, yeah, Solana is another layer one blockchain, another city. And um, um, in order to get these two blockchains to communicate or to be able to transfer activity, money, anything back and forth between these two blockchains, you would need a bridge uh, because the blockchains generally don't talk to each other um, unless they have, in a lot of cases, some Ethereum virtual machine capability, which a lot of other blockchains besides Ethereum are building into their blockchains. But that's that's a whole other subject. Um, my main focus here is that these bridges are being built for blockchains to be able to talk to each other. And that would be like a super highway going back and forth or something like that. Um, and uh, so that's what wormhole is. And uh, what happens with these bridges is they don't necessarily convert your tokens to the other ones. So the Ethereum, if you were going to Solana, if you have one Ethereum, that Ethereum does not convert to an SOL Solana token. Um, what happens is the Ethereum is wrapped up and locked on the Ethereum blockchain. And then on the other end, on the Solana blockchain, there's a whole new one minted to represent what's being locked and held on the Ethereum blockchain. So uh, there's never really some kind of metamorphosis happening. It's just, it's just you lock one up and you create 
an instance of it over on another blockchain. So that's what bridges do. Um, and uh, there's bridges between layer one blockchains. There's bridges between layer two blockchains even. So imagine different rollups. You have Arbitrum and you have uh, Optimism, right? Okay, you know, we'll say that. Or, or even Polygon or whatever. And those represent skyscrapers. And there could be a sky bridge between the two skyscrapers. And uh, that's how they, they transfer back and forth rather than having to go down the skyscraper, go down to the ground floor on the street level, and which is Ethereum, and then cross over and go back up. All right, so bridges allow direct transfer between different layer one and layer two solutions. Okay. All right, so um, wormhole is one of those bridges, and there are lots of bridges, but here we are at the wormhole website, and that is built on Solana. Let me zoom out this for the people on the YouTube show um, so, so you can see a little better what I'm talking about. The best of blockchains, more information and value anywhere. Uh, wormhole. All right. So let's scroll down. Um, let me just zoom this out. Sorry for you audio people bearing with me during this, um, but it is what it is. It's just got to make everybody happy. All right. So protocol, the core layer, the foundation that an ecosystem of apps is built on top of. And they, uh, okay. So, all right. Uh, let's see here. Endless possibilities, portal, a token bridge. All right. Never have to retrace your steps with unlimited transfers across chains for tokens and NFTs wrapped by wormhole. Um, so it allows you to transfer between all these different dApps, um, cross chain, everything, never stop expanding chains. Information and users are growing every day. Build on a protocol that is set to scale with no limits right from the start. Explore and experiment. Now is the time. Explore and experiment. The only limit to what you're able to use is your imagination. And then power your project. Join the growing list of projects that are composing, raising, and succeeding with wormhole core layers. So composability is basically taking a feature of one chain or one dApp or one product and then using it in another one. And that's what a lot of these blockchains and layer twos are doing. They're creating composabilities and these dApps are doing. They're comparing. There's one feature that you might like on one and you say, you know what? I can use that feature in this other dApp over here. And I think I'm going to put it together like a little Lego block. But anyway, back to the subject at hand, there's a hack that happened on this wormhole bridge. And I'll go over here to this decrypt article. Um, and it was for $320 million, uh, which is the second largest hack after the poly, poly hack that happened last summer, I believe, for $600 million, so twice it. But Poly Network is also a bridge. So what we're starting to see here is a trend of uh, bridges being hacked uh, back in in uh, 2022 to 2021, a lot of these new DeFi applications were getting hacked you know that was the big thing and uh, i think a lot of the the um the DeFi builders started to catch on to some of the more common DeFi hacks you still see hacks but you see a lot less of them and auditing platforms are getting better at like picking up vulnerabilities to DeFi hacks so things i think i think we're probably slowing down a little bit Maybe not so much, but uh, um, now incoming, we have all these bridge hacks and we can only see now that bridge hacks will probably get worse and worse. So let me read some some of this article here for Decrypt. Crypto bridge wormhole replenished after a hack for $320 million in Ethereum. So it did get replenished. So they didn't quite lose all the money because they had somebody to bail them out, uh, which is 
basically the company behind the company that owns Wormhole. So Wormhole, a popular cross-chain crypto bridge between Solana, Ethereum, Avalanche, and others, has restored its missing funds after a hacker yesterday managed to siphon $320 million in wrapped Ethereum out of the protocol. Um, Eve, wrapped ETH and Wormhole is a cryptocurrency pegged to the price of Ethereum, but interoperable with other networks. To create wrapped ETH, users must first stake Ethereum. The Wormhole team announced on Twitter today that all funds have been restored and Wormhole's back up. Um, the thing is, is Solana, it's it's kind of, Solana's bad about going down and having some issues. And that gets a lot of criticism for being a centralized blockchain. And uh, um, yeah, in comparison to Ethereum. So there's a little bit of a rivalry going on there. Um, all funds have been restored, but in, in, in a wormhole is back up. In a follow-up tweet, they said they fixed the vulnerability shortly after midnight UTC and, and all wrapped Ethereum are backed one-to-one -one as of um, an hour and eight minutes later. Jump Trading Group, which is the company behind the company, which has a stake in wormhole development, took credit for replacing the 120,000 in Ethereum taken. So there's 120,000 in Ethereum, which is 361 million roughly. If Ethereum is around $3,000 or so. Um, yeah. So Jump Crypto HQ, the Twitter handle, believes in a multi-chain future and that wormhole crypto is essential infrastructure. That's why we, we replaced 120K ETH to make community members whole and support wormhole now as it continues to develop. Uh, let's see here. Okay, let me just check the stream. Okay, so the stream's still strong. Good, 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 good. All right, so blockchain analytics site Elliptic concluded that the exploit was due to Wormhole's failure to validate Guardian accounts, resulting in the attacker being able to mint 120,000 wrapped ETH with no ETH backing it. The hacker then exchanged 93,750 wrapped ETH for Ethereum and then changed the remainder for Solana, which they've left untouched in their Solana month funds uh so who's who restored the funds who bailed them out basically after wednesday's hack wormhole sent a message to the attacker on ethereum blockchain they said this is the wormhole deployer we noticed you were able to exploit the solana vaa verification and mint tokens we'd like to offer you a white hat agreement and present you a bug bounty of 10 million dollars for exploit details and returning the wrapped ETH you minted so if you're not in the tech space you probably don't know what a white hat hacker is versus a black hat hacker um, a white hat hack, a black hat hacker is somebody that's just out to get you. You know, they're going to steal all your crap and they're not going to talk to you. They won't, you know, they're going to hide and they're going to take everything you have, period. And they're there for completely malicious purposes. A white hat hacker, on the other hand, is not really affiliated with the company in any way, shape or form. Um, but they, or may, they might be, I don't know. A lot of companies hire white hat hackers. Um, but they are there to say, I told you so. <laughs> and they find a hack and they will pull funds out of it. Um, and a black hat hacker could become a white hat hacker. Would you call that a gray hat hacker? I don't know. But uh, uh, a lot of times they will they will hack it and steal all these funds and then start ask for a bounty, you know, like a ransom. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's kind of gray hat hackerish, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a white hat hacker, somebody who's there to help. Um, and uh, there are people that make livings out of being white hat hackers, you know, being the I told you so guys. And here's what's wrong with it, with with your platform and the security behind it. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to have those guys around anyway. So. 
Half an hour later, the team tweeted that Wormhole was down for maintenance as we look for a potential exploit. The Wormhole network is down for maintenance as we look for a potential exploit, is what the tweet said. Um, so anyway, so there's that article. Um, let's see here. Wormhole Bridge. Uh, let's, let's see what Cointelegraph has to say about it. Oh, Cointelegraph. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> they have their 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 signature art that the Cointelegraph uses. Um I'd like to, to learn a little more about this artist, you know. So the token bridge between Ethereum and Solana saw 120,000 wrapped Ethereum tokens removed from the platform and distributed between the hackers Solana and ETH wallets. The wormhole bridge experienced a security exploit Wednesday, resulting in 120,000 wrapped Ether. Okay, so wormhole is a token bridge that allows users to send and receive crypto between Ethereum, Solana, Binance, Smart Chain, Polygon, Avalanche, Oasis, and Terra without the use of a centralized exchange. Um, so yeah, if, if you didn't use a bridge, you would have to go to a centralized exchange and uh, sell your crypto on one blockchain and then buy it, buy the other currency and then swap it for the wrapped version of the previous one. So if, say, for instance, if you wanted um, Avalanche, if, but you wanted the Ethereum version of Avalanche, you would have to go to a centralized exchange and you would have to sell your Ethereum by Avalanche. And then who knows at what exchange rate that is. And then once you were on Avalanche, then you would have to swap for wrapped Ethereum on the Avalanche blockchain. And uh, yeah, that's cumbersome. It's a pain in the ass. And you could be, depending on the exchange rate between the two blockchains, that could be problematic. So a bridge just does that directly. Okay, so the hack took place on Solana's side of the bridge and there are fears that Wormhole's bridge to Terra could be similarly, similarly vulnerable. Now, this was written a few days ago. I don't think that that's the case now, but uh, yeah, that's where we're at. The Wormhole team has assured that the community, the community that is Ether supply would be replenished to ensure wrapped Ether is backed one-to-one. Um, there's no word yet on those. Okay. So, uh, that, that was, this was written pretty early before the hack. Um, Okay, so no other assets or chains served by Wormhole have been reported affected, but smart contract auditing firm Certix said in a report today, it's possible that Wormhole's bridge to Terra shares the same vulnerability as a smart contract bridge. Um, okay, so let's see here. Uh, there, there's I found an article with more details on it, um, but Vitalik chimed in as well. Um, he says the frequency of smart contract hacks on token bridges serves to validate Vitalik Buterin's January 7th warning. Um, so this is previous to all this. And he called it that uh, there are fundamental security limits of bridges. The Ethereum's co-founder admon admonition was within context of a 51% attack on Ethereum. But his advice was well-timed as he pointed out the general vulner vulnerability apparent on bridges uh, that send tokens across layer one blockchain. So, you know, here is the Reddit post where Vitalik Buterin was talking about all this stuff. Um, yeah, he was talking about 51% attacks. He wasn't really talking about this type of attack on the bridges, but he says, I don't expect these problems to show up immediately. 51% per attack, attacking even one chain is difficult and expensive. However, the more usage of cross-chain bridges and apps there is, the worse the problem becomes. No one will 51% attack Ethereum just to steal 100 Solana wrapped Ethereum. For, for that matter, 51% attack on it. Solana to steal 100 Ethereum, but if there's 10 million Ethereum or Solana in the bridge, 
then the motivation to make an attack becomes higher and large pools may well coordinate to make that attack happen. So the cross-chain activity has an anti-network effect. There's not much of it going on. It's pretty safe, but the more of it's happening, the more risks go up. And the more popular cryptocurrency gets, the more people are using these bridges. I've found myself using bridges more. I've used Hot Protocol. I've used Multi-Chain. I've used Wormhole. You know, um, I've used a lot of this stuff. And uh, I've used it safely so far. Um, so this hasn't really been like a user attack. But the thing is, is like I said at the very beginning of this episode, these bridges aren't really bridges where a token crosses it and converts in somehow some metamorphosis of turning, you know, Solana, the, the, the larva, the, the caterpillar into the butterfly, Ethereum, or vice versa, whichever your view is. But um, it, it locks it up in the bridge on one blockchain and then on the other side of the bridge there is a new one minted right or it's burned if you're crossing from already if you've already crossed over the bridge and you're crossing back over that 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 representation of it gets burned and then it it, it unlocks the one on the other side so on the beginning side so that's how bridges work. So they found a way to exploit the place where they're storing all the locked up tokens right there. Um, so that's, that's I guess, a little more detail on what is happening. Here's altcoin buzz, what they have to say about it. I mean, if you search it, there's just like tons of stuff about it. You can't, I mean, this has been like the main headline this entire week. So I figured I would just go ahead and talk about it. So let's see here. This is what happened with wormholes hack. Wormhole uses the guardian model, a system of multiple decentralized cross-chain oracles and oracles are the pieces of code that uh, basically um, are funnel blockchain uh, and no activity off the blockchain onto the blockchain and so if you want a price feed on an exchange or a stock market ticker or something there's a piece of code that uh, tracks all, all those prices off chain and then uh, puts them on chain in real time so anyway um, wormhole uses the guardian model a system of multiple decentralized cross-chain oracles the solana node validators run these systems and the guardians are responsible to sign off on any transaction so the guardians are the one that keep track of all the the wrapped and unwrapped and minted and burned on either side of the bridge. All right. So in the case of bridges, they locked the bridge token on Solana and then mint new tokens on the corresponding chain. Like I was talking about. In short, the hacker has replicated the verification signatures and the transaction looked uh, locked was approved. Here's the timeline. The hacker one. The hacker first created a legitimate transfer of 0.1 ETH. All right, from Ethereum to Solana. Okay, so they they did their little you know uh, point man you know their their decoy or whatever, uh, and then the guardians validated that, so they got the signature that they got what they needed. The hacker exploited a vulnerability in the Solana chain. Uh, he created his account that stored the same data that the instructions. Um, uh, I, I think there's a typo there, would have stored. Uh, this process bypassed signature validation entirely. Then he minted 120,000 Ethereum in the Solana chain. So what I was talking about, they lock up a token on one exchange and then they, they mint the equivalent on the other exchange. Sorry, they lock up the token on one chain on one side of the bridge and on the other side of the bridge, they mint the equivalent amount on the, on the other side of the bridge, right? So if you have one Ethereum that locks it up on the Ethereum side and then on the Solana side of the chain, it will mint 
one wrapped Ethereum, you know, the Solana version of it. Well, in this case, they got the the code, I guess, you know, or the the sign the, the keys or the signature to be able to mint equivalents on the other side, but they did not have to lock up on the Ethereum side. So they just minted and minted and minted and minted all this wrapped Ethereum on the Ethereum on the Solana side. And they just kept doing it and they minted 120,000 damn Ethereum on there, you know, so they figured out the keys in order to be able to mint over on this side for what should have been locked on the Ethereum side. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's what they did. So he was able to bridge Ethereum to the, and then to the Ethereum network. And here's one of the larger transactions. So, yeah, um, this hack has caused the disparity between the ETH and wrapped ETH ratio because they have to be backed one to one in order for the bridge to work. Um, wrapped Ethereum is usually backed one to one with Ethereum. The replenished Ethereum has also been added back. So Jump Crypto um, came and um, bailed them out. And Jump Crypto owns Citrus One, which is the company behind Wormhole Bridge. So Jump Trading Group is already a well-established, research-driven trading firm in the traditional market. They did not disclose the terms of this action. Uh, moreover, after the hack, the Wormhole team has deployed a fix to the vulnerability the network's back up. Uh, the Wormhole offered the hacker a $10 million bounty to return the funds. They sent the below message to the hacker's Ethereum address. You can find the message in the picture below. It says, this is the Wormhole Deployer. We noticed that you were able to exploit the Solana VAA verification mint tokens. We'd like to offer you a white hat agreement and present you a bug bounty at $10 million for exploit details and returning the wrapped Ethereum you have minted. You can reach out to us. And they gave the email. Um, so... Uh, you don't have to do anything as a user. It's not impactful to people like you and me. Most of us use bridges for one direction transfers and then use the funds uh, for various purposes. In the case that Ethereum loses its peg, you've lost the value of your the Solana ETH in the Ethereum ecosystem, and you also are unable to get back your original currency stuck in a second chain. As Jump Crypto is now bought, brought, uh, brought back the peg by adding Ethereum from their fund, the bridge should act normally. Um, so they say you'd always recommend using safer bridges like Seller. I've used Seller. Seller's fine. Uh, so should you continue using bridges? Bridges are stopgap arrangements. They do not solve the fundamental problem that blockchains do not talk to each other. Uh, so it's basically duct tape is what bridges are. The current lock and mint bridge architecture have multiple drawbacks. Um, as bridges are becoming multi-chain, the trail of a particular token is getting spread across multiple chains. True, multiple dApps will use these tokens, so this will create interdependence between the chains, therefore threatens the economy of the entire ecosystem. <laughs> so you can only do that so long of transferring back and forth these bridges, and then who knows what that what that coin does over in the other blockchain. You know, it's like if, when you go over the bridge to Mexico, you know, for spring break, yeah, who knows what you're doing? You can get dirty over there, you know, and then or vice versa here in the United States. I'm not saying anything, but, you know, uh, and then you come back over the bridge and you leave all that behind. You know, it all just gets burned. But the longer things are over there, um, it creates these interdependencies, you know, and uh, you know, say you go from that one and, and you take that wrapped Ethereum and you go to another chain, you know, and then everything just gets all gobbly gooped and. I don't know what that would cause, you know, in the long run, but we're not there yet. So as bridges lock up a huge volume of ETH and can be a sing single failure point, the incentive to attach bridges is very high. So um, Wormhole, a DeFi bridge between Solana and other blockchains, has reportedly been exploited with 260 million stolen. That makes it the fifth largest crypto hack of all time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so they said, read more what Vitalik Buterin has to say about it. And we already did. Um, so yeah, finally, the future belongs to multi-chain blockchains. We're in the 
the core there is a layer zero chain that ideally feeds on security and governance to its network blockchain. This makes all blo such blockchains interoperable. The Polkadot parachain network and Cosmos IBC are great examples. So they're trying to solve this, these types of issues in Cosmos and, and Polkadot. Uh, and then one final thing I wanted to get back to was my email of what Bankless has to say about it. Uh, they wrote a pretty good article, uh, Dear Bankless Nation, this week, or a letter in my newsletter, earlier this week, Solana's wormhole bridge was compromised. Okay, so with the dollar value exceeding $3 million, $300 million, this is the second largest smart contract hack in history, trailing only $600 million to the Poly Network hack of 2021. Both of these attacks targeted cross-chain bridges. It's now a pattern. Bridges are high-value targets for attackers, meaning that bridge security now is more important than ever. So back a couple years ago, and back in 2021, it was all about these DeFi hacks that were happening and DeFi exploits. And a lot of people and auditing companies and stuff like that and developers are st were starting to get smart to a lot of these tactics. Now a lot of these tactics are now switching over to bridges because bridges are new technology. So wherever there's new technology, there's going to be new opportunity for hackers. Um, so uh, lesson one, simplicity is security. Use simple bridges. Complicated code is a red flag for bridges. And it is complicated when you have to lock up one currency and then mint on the other and then keep an account for that and then have the guardian validator, a guardian uh, type of node to be able to keep track of that, you know, the one-to-one -one backing and stuff like that. A complicated code is a red flag for bridges. Every line of additional code is an additional security risk to the bridge. Core bridge logic should contain only the bare minimum logic required to make the bridge work. Any additional code compounds the risk. So look for transparency. You know, look and see if you can find the code to the bridge. If it's like super complicated, um, then that's an issue there. Um, if it's pretty simple, then hey, you know, it's great. So, and I know you might not be able to tell whether it's complicated or not, but you can scroll down and see how long it is. You know, if it's like, you know, 3,000 million lines of code, that might be an issue. But if it's pretty short, if you find one that's shorter and you can compare them, the shorter one might be a little more simple, I would think. I don't know. But that's just, I'm not a developer, so I don't know. I'm just speaking out of my butt. Uh, so lesson two, roll-up bridges are better. Cross-chain bridges have more moving parts than roll-up bridges. So while this particular exploit did not involve the cross nature of cross-chain versus layer two bridges, it did invoke a conversation about surface risk area with cross-chain bridges. While both roll-ups and non-roll-up bridges can have bugs, the latter has exponentially larger attack surface involving one, social engineering attacks against guardians or data custodians, uh, two, rogue validators of the weakest chain, or three, buggy signing wallet. And then uh, the Lindy effect as well. Uh, if it's been around longer, it's probably uh, better. <laughs> the longer around, the longer it's been around, the longer it will persist. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that you got to find a bridge that might have been around for a while. Um, Wormhole, I think, is fairly new in comparison to some of these other bridges. Uh, the problem with cross-chain bridges is that the extra complexity is a limit on the ability to generate Lindy. Okay, so every single risk factor reduces the strength that time plays in the ability to access security. Um, bridges with minimized lines and minimized external dependencies achieve maximum Lindy. All right, so that's kind of what I was talking about, about the complexity of the code. Uh, and then lesson number three, we cannot rely on bailouts. Um, so Solana's ecosystem is extremely lucky that Jump Capital was able and willing to bail out the $300 million of missing Ethereum. That's a lot of money. You know, it's fantastic that people are being made whole and no material damage is happening to the Solana ecosystem. And yet they know they, they got some rich friends. They know people in high places. It's dangerous to set a precedent that a big bridge hacks 
will be covered by the nearest VC. One day there will be billions of dollars in bridges. One day bridges will be far more decentralized and there won't be anyone to foot the bill. One day that bailout won't come. Then lesson number four, incentivize white hats. Our bridge builders should recruit white hat hackers. And then a white hat hacker, like I said at the beginning, is an ethical security hacker. Uh, run a bug bounty. Every bridge project should be running a bug bounty program. Modern crypto bounty programs typically offer maximum payouts of $1 to $2 million. Payouts this big might sound like a lot, but they'll be paying much more if the bridge gets hacked. And Wormhole offered that those guys $10 million bucks. So make your code accessible, like I was saying about the transparency. If your bridge builders make it difficult to review and digest code, then white hat hackers are much less likely to put in the work to do so. Black hats are significantly more motivated to shovel through piles of spaghetti code than white hats will ever be. This is why published and verified code is so important to the ecosystem. The more eyes, the more better. The more better, the, the better. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, the, some people who don't know or new people would, it just seems contradictory. Why would you want to put all your code out there and not lock it up and make it proprietary and you know, avoid prying eyes? Well, if it's out there, then everybody can you know, test it out and poke around with it and, you know, snoop around. And then everybody finds vulnerabilities or fixes or improvements or things that can happen. So that's why transparency and open source uh, projects are great. Um, then lesson five, there's going to be more. Whether you believe in a, there, we're going to a cross layer one or a multi layer two world, we live in a world of bridges. Bridges are honeypots. They can be exploited. They will be exploited. While the $300 million wormhole hack is terrible, at least it started with a conversation around bridge security and trade offs. Uh, hopefully, these lessons served you well after a crazy week. All right. So, yeah, that's that's the bankless doubt, the bankless uh, HQs. Um, little take on it so anyway yeah that's it that's all i have for today uh where are we wow 37 minutes i didn't think i was talking for that long oh well it is what it is man all right so you guys have a good day and uh yeah i'll i'll, I'll be a uh, doing an interview with somebody talking about dows at noon today as well so i'll probably be streaming that all right well i'll talk to you guys later Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some stablecoin or Ethereum, please feel free to send it to eurekajohn.crypto or eurekajohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again.